Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. Call him at 1-800-283-101.5. And just like that, it's Tuesday night in New Jersey. Steve Travelis. You and me till 11 o'clock tonight. Oh, my God. We got so much going on tonight. Uh, Carmine of Peace is calling the show from Vanilla Fudge. Hall of Fame drummer, Carmine of Peace. Uh, he had Led Zeppelin open for him. We'll talk about that when he's with the band. We'll talk about Rod Stewart stories. Uh, he's got stories with everybody. And he's going to be playing the Landis Theater in Vineland next Wednesday, telling all kinds of stories there as well. So uh, we got that. Uh, Kevin Goatee uh, is a TV host. He has an Amazon show called Comics Watching Comics. He's got a podcast called Gutting the Sacred Cow. And what they do is, uh, and he wants me to do it, and I need your help trying to figure out a movie. The idea of the show is you go on uh, with a movie that everybody else loved, The Sacred Cow. Like what everyone else considers the greatest movies of all time. But you hate the movie. So this is the chance to call and trash a movie. So uh, give, me, uh, give me some ideas and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Because right? I, I need some ideas that I could do with this. So we got that. And uh, the other thing I want to talk about, and how do you not talk about it today? Uh, we have a former president now, a street cred. There were 34 felony charges. Uh, that President Trump was, had pled not guilty to today in New York court. The charges, which related to hush money payments made during the 2016 presidential campaign, came out of uh, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin, not too much to brag about, years-long investigation. His name is Alvin Bragg, and he alleged that Trump repeatedly and fraudulently testif- uh, falsified New York business records to conceal criminal conduct and hid damaging information from the voting public during the 2016 presidential election. Uh, Says Bragg, during the election, Trump and others employed a catch-and-kill scheme to identify, purchase, and bury negative information about him and boost his electoral prospects. Trump didn't kill anybody. In New York, that would be a misdemeanor. Uh, Then Bragg says he alleged Trump then went to great lengths to hide the conduct, causing dozens of false entries in business records to conceal criminal activity, including attempts to violate state and federal election laws. What it boils down to is uh, the alleged hush money that Trump may have paid through his lawyer to shell corporations to porn star Stormy Daniels, who said she didn't get paid, she did get paid, she didn't get paid, she did get paid. He's too small. Uh, he was horrible. Uh, check out my website, buy my merch. And Playboy model Karen McDougal. And apparently a doorman that uh, had proof that Trump had a child. Uh, so there's that. Uh, no description of what about this crime actually makes it a felony which is what does make it a weak case. 
um, it's overcharging. You know, there should have been one charge. They could have had a guy in there. They should have, like, a guy with a snare drum, you know, and as they read each indictment, you know, hush money. <laughs> Next charge. <laughs> 34 charges, which could have actually been one charge. It's overcharging. And uh, they didn't cite the supposed crime that they say, because they said in order to get it to felony, you have to say the, you know, basically they're saying that this was done leading up to a bigger crime. But they don't tell you what the bigger crime was. And Bragg in his press conference afterwards uh, was asked, okay, well, what is the bigger crime? And his response is, I don't have to tell you. And my thoughts on this are, dude, if you had the bigger crime, that's what you'd be going up with, right? That's what you'd be leading off with. You'd be going crazy on the bigger crime. So what do you make of all this? Do you think this is ever going to see the light of day? Uh, The hearings begin in December, trial in January. What do you think happens here? And how do you feel that it's happening? And how do you feel about President Trump now that this is happening? 1-800-283-101.5. I talked about this a little bit last night. I wasn't going to talk about it tonight, but then it broke and you're seeing it everywhere. And you're like, how do you not talk about it? So I want to get your thoughts on it. How do you feel about the, uh, about the fact that, uh, you know, President Trump, the first president to be criminally indicted in a court of law. And here we are in New York. And the Daily Mail is a newspaper out of London who spends more time in United States business than they do in London business. They printed a story with all the crimes that are going on in New York right now that are not being dealt with or that were pleaded down or people who were released, robberies, felonies, violent acts. And this one, and this, and this is a misdemeanor, and this got played down. But they're spending all this time and money going after President Trump. So, I mean, there's a lot of, to unpack here, there's a lot of uh, questions, a lot of topics. You know, the idea that uh, should we be really wasting our time with this? Is it worth it? I'd hate to be in New York right now where the streets smell like human excrement and the district attorney is worried about what Donald Trump did in 2016 as opposed to prosecuting all the criminals that are just robbing the businesses blind. There's not a damn thing the cops can do about it. But fortunately, we live in New Jersey where our governor takes COVID money and buys SUVs for his, uh, for his cronies and uh, sets up a transgender hotline. Which is a great idea, but what does that got to do with COVID? 1-800-283-101.5. So, you know, if there's anything you want to say, if anything, I'm I'm getting all this. You know, I watched it all today. I watched the press conferences, saw Trump sitting in the courtroom. It, it was like when, as the district attorney was speaking, it didn't take very long. You could see Trump's team. The one female lawyer had a big smile on her face, it looked like, while she's hearing the charges. The other guy next to her is trying to hold back a smile. Trump's just sitting there staring. Uh, But what do you make of the whole thing? And keep in mind, this comes down to whether or not uh, he paid hush money to a porn star, a Playboy model, and a doorman 
10 years before he became president. You, you, you sit there and you're like, really? This this is it? This is the big deal? And where's the bigger crime that makes this a felony? Do you think this sees the, do you think this lawsuit sees the light of a courtroom or does it get thrown out? You can follow me at Real Steve Trev. I asked that question on Twitter as well. But I want to get your thoughts. And Rob and Andrew, I'm going to give you more time. Give me your thoughts on this. Does it make you view Trump any differently than you do? Is this a good thing or a bad thing for Trump? Is it a good thing or a bad thing for the country? Forget about Trump. How do we look to the world right now? I mean, who cares about how New York looks to the world? New York's a dump. And with each day, it gets dumpier. And when you see this, and keep in mind, by the way, the uh, the last district attorney, Cyrus Vance, didn't think there was enough to do anything, not to prosecute. The federal prosecutor didn't think there was enough to prosecute. Alvin, not too much to brag about, thought there was enough here to prosecute. So the sitcom continues. Like I said, what they needed was a snare drum with 34 indictment charges, felony charges, and each one sounding exactly like the last one because, you know, every payment was made, they made that a charge. Instead of, we're charging you with making payments. No, we made this payment, that charge, charge, charge. It sounds great, but there was like no substance to it. Unless you found something, please call me. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelisse, are you in the market of flipping homes? Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage will help you get your home sold fast and for the most money possible. Warren and Bonnie acquired a home in Plainfield as part of an estate. They decided to sell it. They listed it with Rob and his team who employed their world-class marketing. Getting 43 showings, multiple offers, and only 10 days on the market. The home sold for $350,000, which was $15,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Rob's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and experience negotiating attracts the best offer from the most qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ and start packing his fast traffic. 15 minutes. Under Jersey 101.5, weather brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvement. Carl's is your one-stop shop for incredible service and all your outdoor improvement needs. Decking, roofing, siding, windows, and doors. And, of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit buycarls.com. That's buycarls.com. 1-800-283-101.5. I talked about this earlier. Um, what, uh, what they're not prosecuting in New York from the Daily Mail terrifying rap sheets of the 10 worst New York City criminals who were repeatedly released by Manhattan DA Bragg as he focuses on the Trump indictment. Uh, Mayor Adams had actually said that um, most of the criminals, the same 10 criminals, made up nearly 500 crimes. This is back in August. Let's go to Michelle in Westville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, Great topic. I'm a big Trump supporter. Um, I think this is absolutely wrong that he should be um, on trial for this. I do work in New York City three days a week, and I can tell you that the city is an absolute disaster. Um, Homeless people everywhere. Like you said, crime. We can't even keep a 
Dwayne and Reed or CVS, they keep closing because the amount of theft that happens in these stores. And they can't get in trouble for it. You can just walk in, take whatever you want, walk out. And if you have a problem with that, you as the store owner could be sued. Yep. Uh, but yet, you know, our country was never better than when Trump was in, as as a president. People were happy. He was, you know, truthful, much more truthful than these politicians are today. So, like I said, I, I feel I feel like it, it's really, you know, very sad, very sad that they can do this. If this uh, is what they're going for, Michelle, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Regardless of how you feel about Trump, this is an American president. Uh, should we really be doing this? At a time when there's so much more we should be doing about what's going on in the country right now. It's going in New York right now. Marie is in uh, Route 72 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi. Hi, Maria. How are you? What's up, Steve? I'm good, Marie. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I haven't talked to you for a while. I know. How you been? I know. I'm good. I'm good. I got to call in on Thursdays when they do that. Usually I work on Thursday nights and I'm driving. Uh so but for I, this, you got to call. I got to call it. I got it. Right. So let me tell you, this is the biggest waste of time. They are so afraid of this guy. They yeah. don't want him to be able to rerun again. And they're, they're terrified of him because he stands for we the people. He doesn't follow their agenda. And they're scared to death of him. So they have done nothing. I mean, you can't trust the media anymore. You can't trust Doc. Like, you can't trust anyone anymore. You almost have to find, like, this parallel society. Like, But this case is a joke. I mean, this, this case is, is a joke. What a waste of time. There's real problems. There's, there's so much abuse going on and crime and drug addiction. And this is what we're doing? Yeah. Who cares? This is, this is like... I, it's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just glad they're not doing it in New Jersey. And you know what? It's embarrassing to the country, to the world, that this is what like, they're doing. What I mean. We look like, I can't even, we, we look so weak. Yeah. We and, really do. I mean, if you're saying he committed these heinous crimes and, you know, we found them and now we're going to bring it. It's one thing. Did he pay a porn star? The world's got, you oh, know, remember, remember when, remember Bill Clinton? I did not have sex with that woman. No, nobody can. That was the biggest problem we had then. Now we've got so many other problems, and this is what they focus on. This is it's unbelievable. Yeah, you're right, Maria. Thanks for calling. We'll talk Thursday. All right, let's go to uh, Rob is in West Orange. What's up, Robbo? From the streets of Union City. There he is. There he is. Listen, this is the biggest joke ever. It really is. Look. Why am I paying tax dollars? Well, here's the good thing. You're not. I'm paying tax. No, I'm paying. New York is paying tax dollars for this. Okay, okay, okay. Understood. Yeah. What is the problem? What is the problem? What? What? Did he pay pay a porn star? Did he pay a porn star? Did he pay a Playboy model? Uh, Did he have a child at a wedlock? And did it happen 10 years before he became the president? And uh, did he pay some, you know, did he pay them not to say, not only did he pay for that, did he pay someone not to say that? It's not even did he, did he, did he do that? Did he pay them not to say anything? Steve, can I ask you a question though? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So we got Marilyn, do you remember Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. And And Kennedy? Oh, yeah. Oh, that you kidding? Kennedy would have never survived as a president. Was underneath, no, they let him, her go through the underneath tunnel, the hidden place 
Yeah. To go hang out with. Oh, okay. yeah. So, all right. What was the problem? And Bobby and and Jack and Marilyn were all together, doing each other, all at the same time. Nobody said a word. But that he was he was framed on the wall, right? Kennedy was framed on the wall next to Jesus Christ on the wall and Mickey Mantle. And he can't do nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Come on, why? Because he's a Republican. That's all it is. No, you know what it is too. Kennedy did not have to. Kennedy would have never survived social media. Nor would Clinton. Please. Yeah, yeah nor would. Could you imagine? Right. Nor would Clinton. Good. Rob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I'm sorry to cut you off, pal. All right, let's go to uh, Jim is in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim. Hey, what's going on, man? You are. What are you thinking? It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I agree with that young lady that, was, uh, that you had a couple calls ago. They're so afraid of them. They're trying to trump up anything they can. To try to, you know, get him out of office, you know, so he could never run again. He's not even in office in there that's afraid of him. He's going to clean the swamp. He's going to get back in and he's going to clean house like there's no tomorrow. You know, because look at this guy we got now. He's giving away $50 billion. <laughs> to Ukraine. Ukraine. Listen, I'm not against helping people, but. How about York helping us? The people a month coming in. Exactly. How about helping the homeless veterans? How about helping us? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look at Mississippi. Yeah. Who's going to help Mississippi? And we're Ohio Who's with the train. Mississippi? How about that? No. Yeah. You think you think maybe some of that money he's throwing away could come in and help all those people? You know it was funny? It's ridiculous, man. This guy killed the country in two years. Yeah. He's killed this country. And, and people will never admit that. What's really funny today, they asked uh, the White House, you know, what Biden's response to it was. It's like, well, the president really doesn't watch the news. He's uh, he's doing things. He's very busy. He hasn't had time. Yeah. That's because it's past his bedtime. It broke, it broke yeah. at 4.30. He already had his mashed potatoes. And now he's what probably that, asleep. What about, that statement? what about that statement he made the other day when they, when they asked him about the shootings? And he said, oh, I don't make any comments until I have my ice cream. Yeah, how about that? Class, a, a total, total class act. Jim, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Okay, we got Andrew. We got Rob. We got Greg. I want to get your thoughts on the indictments that came down today. 34 felony charges. All could have been trumped into one. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it sees the light of a courtroom? 1-800-283-101.5. It's 730. 15 minutes. On New Jersey 101.5, weather brought to you by Ristorante Luca. Celebrate Easter Sunday at Ristorante Luca and Piano Lounge, serving a special menu curated by executive chef Maurizio Piccolo from 8, I'm sorry, from 11 to 8 p.m. There's a special children's menu, so bring the whole family. Call 609-262-0110 to make your reservations today. What an incredible restaurant. All right, Steve Trebleese, your thoughts, 34 counts. Indictment, felony indictment against President Donald Trump in New York. First president to face criminal charges in the history of the country. How do you feel about what's going on? Let's go to Greg in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. What are you thinking, Lincoln? Uh, Steve, this is this is just outrageous on every level. So take it from the top, right? So I would believe that Trump had sex with uh Stormy Daniels and with the Playboy one McDougal, he's always been a ladies' man, right? But that's that's neither here nor there. I don't even care if he did. He has to, exactly. Um, so then, how how is it that these stories came out? These women were shopping these stories to get paid, so it was an extortion attempt. 
right? Right. How else, you know, Trump didn't talk about it. Each of these women spoke about it. Right. And, the, and Trump wanted these stories to go away, if you believe the prosecution. So he paid them to just shut up. So non-disclosure agreements, perfectly legal, happen every day. So, you know, then they go from that to this. these payments are some kind of uh, in-kind contribution to his campaign. And they, you know, the, the feds knew about this back in 2016, and and they declined to prosecute because there was nothing there. Same with the old DA, Cyrus Vince. Right. So Bragg now takes a look at this, and he says, "Well, we're going to make this into a, a felony because it's you know part of an part of an ongoing criminal enterprise." Well, he said it's part of a bigger crime, but he won't name the crime, which means he has none. Because if he had a bigger crime, he'd have gone with that. He would have named. That's right. He, they would have led with it. So, so the question is, since this is obviously baloney, why is he doing it? It's all politics. He wants to smear Donald Trump as much as he can because he's the likely Repu- Republican nominee. Also, it provides an enormous distraction in the news cycle for all the biased media, essentially every single channel and publication except Fox and the Wall Street Journal. It gives them license to talk about Trump nonstop, and I have forced myself to watch CNN. They are thanking God. Are you kidding? CNN, are, they're lighting candles. They're on their knees. Yeah. Colbert, Fallon, yeah. Kimmel, Absolutely. Seth Meyers, they are literally on their floor right now just thanking God that Trump is back in the news and people will start watching their shows again. Exactly. And, and but, but this is what's horrible about this. It's because it's the justice system is supposed to be above that, right? But these these news channels, news in air quotes, they do this. But they're not the justice system. Of- you see, Greg, let me stop you there. Let me explain news to you. The news is no longer news. News is business. You know, it was sometime in the 70s that they decided that news was no longer about objection. It was about opinion and that they could slant the news any way they wanted because news needed to make money. And this is the way news makes money. And if you're on the right side of the opinion, you're going to make money. If you're not, SCNN. And that's what happens. And that's kind of like, so it's not about the justice system. And as far as, you know, who's running the justice system? The people in office. Right. So everybody's currying favors. Trump's not about favors. They use the the legal system as a weapon. They've been doing that for for decades. You know, Duke LaCrosse rape case and so many others. And it's just outrageous. But the news, the so-called news, they don't even try to show both sides. They don't talk about the indictment at all and how ridiculous it is. It's preposterous. And they won't talk about it. I force myself to watch these channels. And it's just lie after lie after lie. And you can see why the people on January 6th, I don't condone it at all, but that's why they were so angry because it's been since, you know, day one, they've lied about Trump. They use the legal system as a weapon. The, you know, they, they, but let's see, but Greg, well, let's see what happens if Trump gets in, if he goes after Hunter Biden, I hope to God he does. You know, last time he got in, he didn't go after Hillary. He let them all slide. Now, if he gets in, look out. Uh, Jay is in Trenton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jay. Hey, Steve. How you doing? So this is federal election interference, definitely. And Alvin Bragg has also put it into the federal by putting a, a felony that will be federal. 
And since it's election interference and since Trump is the leading candidate by all polls, he's a former president, he's running currently, then this is a question for the federal courts. Now, they should immediately do an expedited case to the U.S. District Court. They'll probably lose. Then they'll probably lose in the appellate court. That second circuit here is too liberal. But then when you get to the Supreme Court to certiorari, you only need four. We know we got three, Gorsuch, right, Alito, and Thomas will say, yes, take the case. Now, are we going to get forget Roberts? He's a lost cause. He's a he's a Bush appointment. Uh, so we got two people. Comey Barrett will probably say yes or no. You know, we don't know what she's going to say. We don't know. What... You think it gets that far? I don't. I don't know if this thing can survive court. I really don't think it gets to court. No. Before Trump's absolutely. lawyers say throw this thing out. There's nothing here. There's not but enough here to make it a federal a felony indictment. It's hollow. Do you think this judge in New York, with where he is and the type of judge he is and his friends and family and associates, et cetera, do you think he wants to dismiss this case? He's going to have the guts to dismiss it? No, he's going to just pass on that. But, he's going to let them appeal and somebody it. Else, and, right, and somebody else will throw it out, but it's never going to get to the light of day. I mean, uh, look at it. I, I don't think that's true. I think that these, that these well, they, judges they, that they we're dealing to. with are going to let this go. They're going to let it go to a jury. They're going to say a jury will decide. And all that's going to do is keep him in the news. And all that's going to do is increase his popularity because this case is way too hollow. You know, if they had something today of any kind of substance and people would say, oh, we didn't know about that. But they don't. What they had, they took they took one count and turned it into 34 counts. However, when a jury gets together. And when there's arguments from both sides and it goes on protracted and you don't know what's going to happen inside that jury room. And remember, it's not the kind of callers that you have here. It's no, the liberals no, in New York are going to be on that well, jury. Well, They're going to be looking at this differently. Well, they get voir dire. If they get one guy in that jury that cheated on his wife, he's off. This is true. However, there's yeah. a limit to that, right? Well, I don't know. So oh, I know. But why do you bring up the limit? Wait a minute. The statute of limitations has expired on this. No, I meant a limit to how many people you can remove from a jury. Well, there's also a statute of limitations that's expired on this, and no one's even brought that up. I'm, I'm telling you that I think judges are going to be, just let it go. They're going to keep passing on that legal point, and it's going to end up having to be at a higher level court. You're right that they should do it, but I'm telling you, I no, don't I think they will do it. All right, Jay. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Okay, Andrew, Rob, hang out. I got room for you. Your thoughts on the Trump indictment. You think it's ever going to see a courtroom? How far do you think it'll go? Uh, remember that song, Don't Worry, Baby? I should have kept my mouth shut when I start bragging about my car. And now I push the other guy too far. Uh, I can't back now. I can't back down because I pushed the other guy too far. That may be where this judge is right now. What the hell are they going to do? Because now they're looking really stupid. Spring is finally here. You are back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy your life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure 
laser wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. No prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. 315 minutes under Jersey, 101.5. Weather brought you by Wendy's. Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so good, some are saying they're better than their mom's French toast. Perfectly crispy on the outside, perfectly fluffy on the inside, perfectly perfect in every way. Try Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks today to see if they're better than your mom's. All right, Steve Trevelis. 34-count indictment came down, felony indictment against uh, President Trump today. If you've seen it, if you've watched it, if you've heard about it, what are your thoughts on it? Let's go to Rob in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rob, thanks for waiting. Hey, hey, Steve, thanks for taking my call. What are you thinking? I think this is ridiculous. You know, you, you know, this is, you, this guy had nothing. Even if he paid her off, he has nothing to do with campaign money. But we're going to sit here and not prosecute Bill Clinton. Well, you know what? You, you got, you know, the statute of limitations has ended on that. The statute of limitations has ended on this, on Trump as well, but they're going after him anyway. It's, it's silly. I mean, you know, it's, they're not going to go back and prosecute Clinton. As a matter of fact, if they did go back and prosecute Clinton, I got his testimony right here. But she caught me on the counter. Wasn't me. me banging on the sofa. Wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. Wasn't me. She even caught me on camera. That was Bill Clinton from the 90s testify. If, if they had the trial, that would have been Clinton's testimony. So what are you going to do? You know, but it, it's it, it, it's it's sadly it is what it is. Rob, thanks for the call. Andrew is in Flemington. Your thoughts, Andrew? Oh, my God. Too many thoughts. Too many thoughts. To be honest, Steve, mm-hmm. I'm not really for or against what he may have done all that time ago, you know. Whether it's a crime or not, it's not for me to decide. I was—I hate to sound wishy-washy, but I wasn't there. I don't know if he did, you know. But the worst part about it, and I'm sounding like I'm talking like you right now, this is dividing our country, man. Polari- as polarizing as Mr. Trump is, you know, he's got people that are for him, will do anything for him. He's people against him, and he's got people against him. But it's dividing the country, man. This country... You know what, Andrew? It used to be, it used to be a country where, like, my grandparents came over, mm-hmm. my father came over for a better life. They wanted to make something of themselves, you know. And it makes the country look bad to other countries. Well, here's the thing: no matter who wins the next presidential election, it's going yeah. to divide the country. You know, no matter who, and it's always been that way. And I mean, as far as the good old days when your grandfather came in. Nobody yeah. was me, welcome to this country with open arms. Go ahead. And you could drink the water then. Let me ask you something. Good. Did you, uh, oh, snap. Now I can't remember what it was. That's all right. You'll, you'll think of it later. Yeah, now they could drink, they could drink the water then. Now they just drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, so this thing I was telling you about, okay, this is from the uh, Daily Mail. Terrifying rap sheets of the 10 worst New York City criminals who were repeatedly released by Manhattan DA Bragg as he focused on the Trump indictment. 
in August, Mayor Eric Adams revealed there were the same 10 criminals made up nearly 500 crimes. 60% of them are all still roaming the streets at that time. So as you go down, uh, February 22, Bragg walked back a little on his policy, sending out a memo that made clear to all his staff that any crime involving a firearm would be prosecuted as a felony, reversing the stance he had taken just a month before. Although crime is currently at the same rate at the same time last year, felony assault continues to be heightened at 8.5%. And there's a whole bunch of crimes that they list here. As of August, Harold Gooding, 53, busted for dozens of larceny charges, including four heists in a target. The 53-year-old already has 15 convictions to his name, as well as 14 failures to show in court following his prolific crime spree. He has rocketed to number one on the NYPD's list for repeated offenders following his torrent of thefts. He has more than 70 arrests for theft alone. That's just one. Uh, there'll be more to come. Your thoughts. Jersey Radio. This is an awesome topic. <laughs> New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevely is talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. I'm not going to be the only one talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. Carmine Peace is calling in at 10 o'clock. Drummer from Vanilla Fudge, Hall of Fame drummer. He's played with everybody, and he's got a lot of stories to tell, and he's going to be telling them at the Landis Theater in beautiful Vineland uh, next Wednesday night. So we'll talk about that. And uh, Kevin Goatee is coming in. He's got a podcast called Gutting the Sacred Cow, where they take movies that everybody loves and hate on them. And uh, this will be your chance to call in with a movie that you like. We'll do it between 9 and 10. But uh, the indictment came down today. President Trump, 34 counts of a felony indictment on charges that anywhere else would have been like a misdemeanor pay the fine. Uh, falsification of business records can be prosecuted in New York State as a misdemeanor, but Bragg's office bumped up all the charges to Class E felonies, the lowest level of felonies in the New York State Penal Code, on grounds that the conduct was intended to conceal another underlying crime. The problem here is that he failed to mention the other underlying crime. And also, when asked about it at the press conference, we don't have to, which is total BS. And which is what this whole indictment is. And another thing this whole indictment is embarrassing. It's embarrassing to us as Americans. It's embarrassing to us as a country. If you want to, if you believe that the former president did something wrong and you want to go get him, then damn it, go get him. Stop trumping up this BS. Well, maybe he did this. What are we going to do next? Tax evasion? Elizabeth is in Manchester on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Steve. Hey, listen. For four years, Trump donated his salary. Where I sit, that looks like $2 million. The president gets $400,000 a year. Yeah, that's almost $2 million for four years. Give or take a couple yeah, okay. hundred thousand. And, and this is all bullshit. And, you and can't I say think, that, but thank you. And he can't curse. I know this is a very comfortable show. You can't curse. But, uh, again, you know, if you got any thoughts, 
Uh, tell me what you think. I put it out on Twitter as well. Uh, Rock Ridge Renewable says, Fugazi. Uh, what about Gary Hart and the Monkey Works boat? I believe there was some payoffs. What about Billy Boy Clinton? What about definitely some payoffs there? Like I said, the actual Bill Clinton testimony is right here from Monica. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. Wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. Wasn't me. She even caught me on camera. Mm -hmm. that, those were the days, right? Uh, but again, it doesn't pay to go back and talk about anything because this is what it is. And it's also beyond the statute of limitations, but they don't care. So they've come up with this total BS case. And again, you know, I'm not, I, I'm sound like I'm defending Trump. No, I just, I'm just looking at the stupidity of this and the desperation of this. If you've got something to charge the guy with, go get him. You know, I'm thinking today, all right, this is, uh, they, you know, the former prosecutor didn't want to, the former DA didn't want to do it, Cyrus Vance. The federal prosecutors didn't want to do it because they said there was nothing there. They went back and forth in New York for months about whether or not they're going to do it. And there was nothing there. And then Alvin Bragg, better known as Alvin, nothing to brag about. While uh, the top 10 worst criminal cases, which I can tell you more about, uh, go free in New York. Worries about spending uh, taxpayer dollars on getting Donald Trump. And, you know, what sucks about it is, like I said, it's embarrassing to the country. Because they've scraped together a case that's just such a nothing burger. It would have been a misdemeanor. So instead of like, you know, it, it's overcharging. It should have been one charge. Not like every payment would charge you felony. This guy's trying to look good. But then on the other hand, what do you do now? If you're the New York district attorney, you've now backed yourself into a corner. Because if you drop it now, you're going to look stupid. And if it gets dropped, you're going to look stupid. And I can't, see, I can't see why the country would waste time worrying about whether or not Donald Trump uh, paid hush money to a porn star, a Playboy model, and a doorman. This is, you know, of all they went after him with, with collusion and Russia and uh, spying and this and that, we're now down to, did he pay a porn star? What's next? You know, what's going to be the, what's going to be the next major crime we go after? I'm forgetting to say, may I? 1-800-283-101.5. But how do you feel about this? And, you know, does it bother you in any way? Does it light you up? Do you just, a lot, a lot of people, like, nobody's buying this. Both sides, the left, the right, they're all just kind of shaking their head. Nobody's saying, all right, we finally got him. We're not going to let him get away with that. And that's where it looks embarrassing to all of us. 1-800-283-101.5. So very simply, where do you come in on this? Does it bother you? Scott on Twitter, his main take was thinking Stormy was hot in the first place. His main mistake, okay. Uh, and Stormy, you know, and it's funny how they use her stage name. Like, what's her real name? Stephanie something or whatever. They don't use that in the indictment. They use Stormy Daniels in the indictment. And Stormy Daniels, I did, I didn't, I did, I did. She was going back and forth. And then it became just uh, put it on the website. Go to my website. Check it out. Buy my merch. 1-800-283-101.5. So do you feel embarrassed as a country? 
you feel embarrassed as an American seeing this? Do you think it's a big waste of time? And uh, while we think about that, uh, I've got here the uh, rap sheets of the 10 worst New York City criminals who were repeatedly released by the district attorney as he focused on the Trump indictment. Here's another one. This one is... uh, Okay. Uh, Michelle Kelly, 41, allegedly confessed to authorities that she was a professional booster. Y'all are stopping my hustle, she told police after her 97th arrest. Her favorite store was Manhattan's Upper East Side Target store. McKelly kept her crimes to petite larceny which is a non-jailable offense after the law went into effect in 2020. She was finally held on $5,000 bail after her 101st arrest for second-degree assault after she allegedly kicked, bit, scratched, and spit on two New York City police officers on July 30th during an attempt to swipe paper towels at a Dwayne Reed in Harlem. This is what we're, These are the people we're not prosecuting. 1-800-283-101.5. So give me your thoughts. I got more criminals as well. Marie, I want to give you more time. I see some phones buzzing in. I can get you on if you call right now. I got one open line. Do jump on it. Uh, your thoughts on the the whole thing, the indictment, the felony indictment of President Donald Trump, who's now got street cred. Did he or did he not pay hush money to a porn star? which in the normal circumstances, if it were a crime, would be a misdemeanor offense punishable by a fine. Now it's a 34-count felony indictment. And they went to the White House. Does, does President Biden know about this? Uh, well, you know, he may have watched the news. He hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, because it came down at 4.30. He's probably asleep. All right, 1-800-2... had his mashed potatoes in the early bird special. 1-800-283-101.5. Ed, hold on. Here's fast traffic. 15 minutes... On New Jersey, 101.5, 34-count felony indictment came down today against former President Trump. He's the first president to be criminally charged. Uh, where do you think he's going to go? What do you think about it? How do you feel How do you feel about the whole thing, the whole Megillah, the whole Hazarai, the whole mess? Let's go to Maria in Burlington on New Jersey, 101.5. Hey, Maria. Hey, I am ashamed. I'm embarrassed above all. I'm angry. Democrat and Republican are not unfamiliar with corruption that has been in our system for decades in justices. So it should come as no surprise that when finally somebody in politics is vocal about it as well, it stands for the people, he has falsified charges put against him as well. So the bottom line is this is about us, the people. I look at Paris a protest they had. It was not pretty. And then the police officers joined them in unity. Where's our fight in this country? And why aren't the politicians doing their job? Where is their humility, accountability, and true respect, empathy, and compassion for the people? Well, to answer your questions, uh, where is their (laughs) humility? What was that last question? Give me the last question. Their humility, their empathy, their integrity, their accountability, they have known for decades the issues 
that are within the system. And let's not forget, they profit off of it through the federal funds. But here's the thing. I mean, the- they don't think they need accountability because they are who they are. And they run the country as you do, as we yep. say. You don't need to think. We will talk for you. We will think for you. We mm-hmm. will, right? Look at, how many, look at how many of your rights, how many of your laws they've taken away uh, just right. for mandates and things like that. So you've got that. They don't care about accountability. What, you know, as far as uh, the police standing next to the protesters, well, that would be great. Here, the police can't go near the protesters because the police could lose their jobs. The police can't make an arrest in New York against common thieves because they could lose their jobs. I, I got a list of 10 criminals that are Roman free while the DA plans to indict President Trump on 34 of the dumbest charges ever. Like, if there were a smoking gun, if there was something really big here, the American people would say, oh, my God, they were right. This guy really is scum. But they're not. And they haven't got anything. And now you look at it and you say, really? This is you. you are, are you not embarrassed to even bring this to the public, to even bring this to the American people? And they're not because the politicians are like, screw them. We'll tell them what to think. And if they don't like it, we'll tell them something else to think. And that's the way they run the country. It's time to get organized crime out of politics. Uh, Good luck. I hope we can. We did. And they came right back in, bigger and stronger than ever. Ed is in Old Bridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ed. Hey, Steve. How you doing? So here's here's my concern, right? My, My concern is that, you know, even when he was president, right, they had all these Russian collusion when he was running and all these things yeah. to keep throw, throwing at him. And no one's being held accountable for using taxpayer money for wasting time with these things, right? No. And at the, and at the same time, what really concerns me is if they can throw these lawsuits and things like that against him, what, are they, what can they do to us as regular citizens? They're doing it. They're doing it. You get on the wrong side. Why do you think all the entertainers are on the left? Because they want to work, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they can literally just make up cases against people and make you go for broke trying to defend yourself, you know, while real criminals are running amok. Well, you know what? That's why, you know, the idea of crime doesn't pay. Well, now it does. Because now, you know, if you steal under $1,000, they can't prosecute you. Right. If you steal a car, you're not going to get in trouble. We've had town halls on this and it's amazing. But now we're going to focus all our energy. And think about this. The government now, the New York prosecutor wants to spend all his time and money, taxpayer money, deciding whether or not Trump paid a porn star and a model and a doorman. This is the big, this is the biggest thing on the plate. Listen to this. Listen to this. Just, just for a second, right? This is another guy that's Roman free in New York. Career criminal William Rowan had 30 years of crime under his belt when he decided to steal $2,000 worth of medication from a Dwayne Reed in January of 2022. He allegedly filled a plastic garbage bag with medicine and other items inside the Lower East store. A female manager approached him before she saw him brandish a pocket knife. He was charged with first-degree robbery, criminal weapons possession, had the robbery charge dropped to two counts of petite larceny, a misdemeanor. This we let go. But Trump, instead of a misdemeanor where it would be pay the fine, we're going to make this 34 felony counts. You know know what? This is all a distraction from everything else that's going on. 
you know, our dollar is sinking. The cost of living is going up. This is all being used as a distraction to hide from people what really is happening. But don't you think they got to come up with a better distraction? I mean, do you th- I, I kind of think this could backfire in their face because it's so lame. It's so stupid. I, I hope it does. I really hope it does in 24 because this is out of control. It truly is that. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Seriously, regardless of how you feel about Trump, how you feel about politics, this is just put yourself in the DA's office. If you're you're the guy, would you even bring these charges? You know, we're, you're expecting a smoking gun. You're expecting all these big bad things that this guy is doing, and they have gone after him time and time again. At what point do you say, "All right, enough"? Oh no, no, no. 34 felony count indictments. This has to be big. This has to be big. And all they did was find new ways to say the same thing. Uh, Paid off a porn star, a model, a doorman. Just every time he wrote a check, they charged him. So it's 34 felony counts. It's called overcharging. And federal prosecutors are told not to do that. But this time you got a weak case. So, I mean, in the eyes of the American people, is anybody out there just looking at this going, really? Is this kind of an admission of surrender that, you know, we promised this indictment? You know, uh, when Bragg ran for the position, he campaigned on the idea that he could get Donald Trump. And is this is this the way you're going to do it? And it comes down to, okay, well, this you can do the felony thing provided you can uh, say that, you know, it led up to a bigger case. It led up to a bigger crime. So they have the press conference. Okay, what's the bigger crime? Oh, we don't have to tell you. What do you mean you have to tell me? If you had a bigger crime, you'd be telling me. If you had a bigger crime, you'd be shouting it off the rooftops. 1-800-283-101.5. So I put a Twitter poll up last night uh, just to get your opinion. How does the Trump indictment play out? So I got 307 votes. Uh, never goes to court, 47.6%, which is what I think. Uh, found guilty, goes to jail, 15.6. Cleared of all charges, 36.8. These guys better pray to God that Trump isn't cleared of all charges. And I think he will be. I don't know how they're going to prove this. But 1-800-283-101.5. It's not important what I think. It's more important what you think. And always important what Chad thinks. It's 830. 1.5, 1-800-283-101.5. The indictment came down today. 34 counts, felony indictment against President Trump. Your thoughts? Uh, do you think it sees the light of day? Do you feel like they got him? Do you feel like, all right, now we got the smoking gun. We have finally figured it out. Or do you think, is this really what you're bringing to the American people about a former president? Was this trip really necessary? Uh, Alan is in Sayerville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Alan. Hi, how are you tonight? Good, how are you, Alan? I'm good. This is totally crazy. Um, I can't believe Alvin Braggs should have been kicked out the minute he had his press conference when he said he wouldn't prosecute certain crimes in the state of New York. I, I, I don't understand how the governor can have a, a, a district attorney not prosecute crimes. I got a bunch of them here. I could give you more. I could give you another one. Here, listen to this. Listen to this. Jamel Pringle 
is one of the most prolific criminals in the Big Apple. He's got 167 arrests on his record. Police had previously joked that due to the controversial laws that only offered bail for serious offenses, Pringle had amassed frequent flyer miles, according to the New York Post. A judge said in February 22, it would take me all day to go through this rap sheet. He was arrested for stealing $430 worth of items from Rite Aid, denied bail in August. Weeks earlier, cited for swiping a tip jar at 102nd Street Cafe that had more than 40 bucks in it. Uh, the second time he had committed the same crime. He has one felony conviction, 88 misdemeanors, another 39 citations for failure to appear in court. These are the guys that are roaming the streets that they don't prosecute. Trump is the guy that they got to get. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm so glad I moved out of New York State oh, a long God. time ago. I just can't. But, All right, thanks. Have a good night. You got it, Alan. I mean, just looking at the whole scope of it, though, I mean, the it, it's just like it's embarrassing. Well, as an American, I mean, if I were a New Yorker, forget about it, that this is the way they spend the taxpayer money. And you got to go out and you got to live on these streets where you got guys like uh, Isaac Rodriguez, uh, who was dubbed the man of steel, went on a larcenous bender, racking up 47 arrests for retail thefts. These are the guys they don't prosecute. These are the guys they plead down. Oh, Murphy's got more hair. Nice. Okay, 1-800. I just saw it on TV. I saw him on TV. But uh, what do you make of this? You know, uh, are we all indicted out when you... Whether you're on the left, whether you're on the right, just the idea that this is happening. You know, are you fed up with the politics that just, that, that is what this country has become about? I don't remember, I can't remember anybody in office spending so much time to go after the guy who was in office before them. You know, I mean, I don't remember, you know, uh, Ford Ford didn't go after Nixon. Carter didn't go after Ford. Uh, whoever you know, what I mean, I just you just never seen anything like this. And yet, here we are. Trump had the chance to go after Hillary, and he didn't. But just as a nation, as you, as the world looks at this, and I just look at this case, and I'm like, are you embarrassed by it? Or do you think, and this is, this is what we need, we finally got him? And what is there to get? Let's say they convict him. Are you going to feel better knowing that Donald Trump is in jail? Is that going to make your day? Was it worth the trip? And is this going to be like the first of many charges? Of course not. 1-800-283-101.5. If they had anything by now, I would imagine they would have it. If they had some kind of a smoking gun, if they had some kind of a big thing, that's fine. But it looks like they do not. So based on that, I ask you, you know, what do you make of this? What do you, where, where do you see this end game going? And as an American, are you embarrassed by this to the world? Or do you just sit there and say, you know what, enough of the politics? Or do you just not pay attention? You know, do you just sit there and say, well, okay, this is what it is. This is what our country is. There's so many people, you know, Generation Z, who are just raised in a country where it's always been like this. And this is going to be the continuation of social media. I don't think that Kennedy would have survived social media. I don't know which president 
which would be a great topic. What president can survive social media? And at $400,000 a year, who the hell wants the job in the first place? And that answer kind of, you know, reveals itself when you see that the best we can come up with is an 80-year-old man going up against a 76-year-old man. Who the hell wants this job with all this scrutiny? And do you find it laughable that the best they could come up with after accusing him of colluding with the Russians, you know, and all the other things they tried to nail this guy on, they're now saying they're now trying to make the make a big deal about whether or not he uh, paid a porn star for sex 10 years before the presidency. 1-800-283-101.5. What the hell is that? Unbelievable. But this is where we are. You know, the charges related to hush money payments made during the 2016 presidential campaign. And Chris Christie, Ryan, do me a favor. Go to Chad, see if you can get the sound that he played in the news. Chris Christie's opinion on this. Because it made absolutely no sense. And uh, it, it, too, was laughable. And I want to play it for you and get your ideas on that as well. But uh, the DA, Alvin, not to, nothing to brag about, alleged that Trump repeatedly and fraudulently falsified New York business records to conceal criminal conduct that hid damaging information from the voting public during the 2016 presidential election. The damaging information was what? That 10 years earlier, if he's right... Trump had an affair with a porn star, a Playboy model, and apparently uh, a child, depending on who you believe. And he paid people to keep that quiet. Well, I don't know now. As far as and, and, and Stormy came out and said that it didn't happen. Then she said that it did happen. So she wavered back and forth. But regardless of this, is this worth? putting a man in jail for is this like and that even you know i didn't mean to judge that is this my thing on this is this the best they've got is this the best they could come up with you promised me a smoking gun you gave me a check or you didn't even give me the check you're trying to tell me that he gave out the checks sad truly truly sad uh and again how is this going to play out in the election? Does this help Trump or does this hurt Trump? Elon Musk says it's going to get him reelected in a landslide. And the longer this goes on and the more, I mean, keep in mind, you know, there's going to be more to come out. But there's not going to be anything, there's not going to be anything more to come out against Trump simply because they, if they had anything more, they would have brought it out. Right? This is the time when you want to fire your gun. This is the time when you want to, you know, fire the cannon. This is the case. Well, well, no, this is the case. The case is almost like a Monty Python. Remember that, uh, Austin, Austin Powers, Mini-Me? All right, we want one million dollars. What, what, really? You know, it's like he comes out with the big charges, right? And and they're laughable, and that's what this is. Uh, your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy a life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. 
pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. And no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. You know, you could win up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. What would you do with $30,000? Make those dreams come true? All right. You can listen weekdays at the start of every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. Enter it on our app for a chance to win $30,000. Details and rules are on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Sioka Dealerships. Experience the difference with 40 locations, 25 brands, 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. You've got big dreams. We've got big money. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code contest on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. All right, coming up at 9, Kevin Goatee is going to be here. He's got a podcast called uh, Gutting the Sacred Cow, and uh, I'm going to be doing it, and he wants me to come up with a movie that uh, everybody loves, but I hate. So I hate a movie that everybody loves that you hate. But right now, we're talking about the Trump indictments and where you stand on it. And uh, Jane is in Rahway under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jane. Hi there. Um, I um, I have so many things to say, but I'll keep it really short. Oh, go ahead. Don't worry about the, it. Uh, well, this is the worst political theater I think I've ever seen, and I've seen lots of it. And the problem is that this type of activity, when you see all these professional people doing this uh, ridiculous stuff, it further uh, turns the American people away from understanding their politics at a very crucial time and Thirdly, our enemies overseas are watching this. Oh, yeah, and laughing. Yes, and they're saying, who's in charge there? And, uh, you know, again, it's it's really bad political theater, and they should be ashamed. It's like we're being run by a Monty Python circus. You know, it's like that, that, that somebody thought that this indictment was a good idea, that this is going to show the world how bad Donald Trump was. We were expecting this big bomb. And we ended up with this. And it's such a joke. And and yet, because of the hate that one side has for the other, they will try to push this as far over the goal line as they can. And everybody, the only people that suffer on this, the people in New York suffer because tax money is being wasted. I've been reading lists of criminals that are going free while they waste their money on this. And the people of America, because, you know, we just can't trust our leaders anymore. And you, you see what's in office right now, and you see the way they're going, what they're doing. They're so afraid of this guy. And it, it's sad. It, it is truly sad that we live in a time like this. We should have it so much better. Hi, right, Jane. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Chris Christie weighed in. The crime is to try to essentially defraud the voters of the state of New York um, by trying to either help or impede the uh, election or defeat of uh, two or more candidates, which would be Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. 
So why is it when the district attorney, Alvin, nothing to brag about, was asked that specific question, what is the crime? The idea that, you know, this would be misdemeanors, but because they were leading up to a bigger crime, we're going to make them felonies. And he was asked at the press conference basically saying, okay, well, then what is the crime? We don't have to tell you. If they had that crime, they would say that. And is that the whole thing, that there's hush money? That Trump paid hush money to people to keep quiet about things he did 10 years before he got into office. And that's worth 34 felony counts. Uh, you know, that's what he says also. You don't have to prove these 34 falsification counts. It's not going to be difficult to prove. The key is going to be proving the underlying crime that elevates it to a felony. Again, is it really worth the trip? Is it really worth the time? Because the, 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 let's say that you, you, it's not about the crime of Trump. It's about it's about the case is now about the American people's opinion on Trump. So if the idea is he can run for election while in office, I mean, while he's in jail, if he wanted to. So if the idea is to keep him as a, you know, an unpopular candidate. If the American people are trying this case in their heads, do they care if he did it or not? is not unacquainted with this process, even though this is his first time as a defendant. He was interested in it. He would ask me lots of questions about it. He had lots of opinions about it. And so I think it's probably a surreal moment for him. Right. You are definitely his right-hand man. All Jersey. All the time. I listen to you every day. Love listening to you guys. New Jersey 101.5. Get you through the night. That's all right. What a night. All right, Steve Trevelis hanging out with you till 11 o'clock tonight. Carmine to Peace is coming on at 10. Uh, the drummer from Vanilla Fudge, Hall of Fame drummer. Uh, has played with Rod Stewart, among others. And we got a surprise for him coming up as well, so stick around. All right, there's a podcast called Gutting the Sacred Cow. And it's run by my friend Kevin Goatee here, who you may remember from Comics Watching Comics on Amazon. And uh, tell us, explain what this is about. Steve, thanks for having me. First of all, hello, everyone. Appreciate it. And my daughter, if you're awake, go to bed. Uh, Gutting the Sacred Cow is a fantastic podcast. Why? No one is doing what I'm doing. And here's why. We invite guests, you know, podcasters, comics, whomever. We even had, you know, rock musicians come on too, Noodles from the Offspring. Um, they pick a film they find overrated or hate. And their job is to convince us to see their argument. But here's the twist. Okay. It has to be widely beloved, critically acclaimed, or financial success. So you can't come on and go, well, Friday the 13th Part 8, it stinks. Like, yeah, we know we it's know terrible. It we could do better. Right. So the challenge is convincing us. We're giving, you a, we're giving you a platform to have an unpopular opinion about our most popular films of all time. People try to come on. I'm not going to tip my hand, but Back to the Future, people try to do a sale. Jaws, Dark Knight. Uh, Avengers Endgame, Gone with the Wind, this week's episode, Last Action Hero, last week was Breakfast at Tiffany's. So we've run the gamut with a lot of films, Star Wars. Right. People have tried to attack them. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it ends up in three different ways. The first one is 
Yeah, you're right. This really stinks and it's garbage. The second one is like, ah, I see your point. I'm not going to die on the hill for it, but all right, whatever. The third one, you're like, no, you are wrong and you need to be checked and evaluated for some kind of concussion. Okay. So what I want to do here is I want you to do 1-800-283-101.5. I've got a pair of tickets to see Reba McIntyre live in New York with special guest Terry Clark and the Isaacs at Madison Square Garden. And uh, whoever makes the best argument for a movie that you hate, that everybody else loves, we'll give you the tickets. Sound good? Sounds great. That sounds great, right? All right. Do you give, do you give away prizes or anything if they actually convince you? No. Or you just let them live? No. <laughs> no. Sometimes we do give them, uh, we have merch. You can go on our website, guttingthesacredcow.com. Absolutely. And, of course, do me a favor, everybody. Go over on the old Twitter. Give us a follow on at GTSC Podcast on Instagram, at Gutting the Sacred Cow Podcast, also on the old TikTok. And what the hell? Go to YouTube, like, and subscribe. So you can watch the episode or you can listen to it on any podcast platform of choice you may be into. All right. So give me a movie. That uh, you like, that everybody, actually, you hated that everybody else loved. That's the best way to put it, right? Right. All or right. or as a now, financial was, success or like, critically acclaimed. You're exactly well, right. Well, if it's a financial success, people had to love it, right? No. Give me a movie that's a financial success that people didn't like. Avatar. A lot of people hate Avatar. Really? They were just, they were just there to see how in, in its cinematic glory, and it is beautiful, but it's dances with wolves in three hours long is what it is. <laughs> But you're not going to take dances with wolves because everybody hated that. Yeah, there's, and that's another, that's another kind of X, X component to it too. I have Steve is that when people when the new episodes released, I want people to look down at their phone or their tablet and go, "What? That person's attacking blah blah blah. How dare they? I want to know how the hell they can come on and try and attack." Jaws or Back to the Future. Or well, Jaws whatever. 4 you could attack. Jaws, I know. I the Revenge. I know. Did you look at that no, thing I, I told you? I know. I keep it. you got to look at I'm it. Gonna, it's hysterical. I'm going to play it. I'm going to put it on my uh, phone as I drive home tonight. Yes. Right. No, Jaws 4 would not qualify. No. no. Jaws 1 would qualify. Which it did. And when uh, our buddy Delvin Cox tried that and he got uh, lambasted. Well, how do you do it? Do you have to go before the panel or you just go before you? So, no, no. I have a co-host. I used to have my, my buddy Kevin Israel. He uh, he just had a kid and now he's going to have a second kid. So, congrats, pal. Oh, congratulations. So, he had to step down. So, I have a rotating panel of guest hosts on there. Right. So, they have them sit down and they present to us what uh, their argument is. And then we – so, we have, it's actually pretty segmented. We have five fun facts. We do quotes from the film that stood out to you. Right. We also have a section called Ask a Gutter because that's what we call the people who come on the podcast to take the film down, gutters, and our fans are called The Herd. The gutters. We have Ask a Gutter, which I go on Twitter every day that we tape and say, hey, I want you to ask Steve Trevelis what, – what, what, what do you want me to ask Steve Trevelis when you know he does – Whatever film he decides to do. So whatever questions you want me to ask Steve, post them here on Twitter and our fans ask. And then we have the arguments the, the guest makes and then I have my notes and the co-host notes. And then we read Amazon uh, five and one star reviews as well as critics five and one star reviews as well. And then we end with did the person gut the sacred cow. And I will tell you this. If you guys just say, I'm bored, I have a few minutes to kill, I'm on the toilet, whatever, go read Amazon one-star reviews of any film you want to because there are a lot of people here who are just unhinged writing these manifestos in the Amazon one-star review section of any movie. Go ahead. I dare you. Really? And we read them and we laugh our butts off. My favorite are when people say, I paid three dollars for a film that came out in 1945 <laughs> and i shouldn't feel i have to pay for a movie that's out for 70 some years or whatever uh -huh. those are my, those people crack me up
All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Give me a movie that uh, everybody else loved, and you're the person in the room that couldn't stand it. I put some up on Facebook here. And uh, what are they basically have? asking that question, okay, we got Mama Mia. Wouldn't qualify. Wouldn't qualify. No one cares if Mama no Mia, one cares. if it gets taken apart. <laughs> My wife cares. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, let's see, Blazing Saddles. That would definitely qualify. People love that. Yeah, I People love, that love it. Too. Yep. Really That'd be a great one if you right. wanted to try to do that. Was one. there ever anyone ever tried to do a Mel Brooks movie? Mm, yes, Spaceballs. Jeff Paul did Spaceballs. Did he buddy. really? He hates Spaceballs. Despises Spaceballs. Yeah, he was the. That was his first appearance on the show. What's his problem with Spaceballs? It's, it's just Star. It's just Star Wars. You know, he, he had to take a shot at something. No, he hates it. And again, you that because that, he's a Star Wars guy. No, he's not. But I'm a Star Wars guy. And spoiler, I also think Spaceballs is terrible. I find it. Now, so why unfunny. did you not like it? It's just I hate the kitschiness of it. Oh, it's a big comb, and they're combing the desert. Oh, it's so cute. No, I absolutely hated <laughs> okay. it. It was. It's just I don't. I did not find that funny. Did not find it funny at all. And Jeff Paul is a master class in you can hear the vitriol dripping from his voice. As oh, he he's takes been it on down. here every one yeah. day. We go back and forth. <laughs> all kinds he of stuff. hates that film. So there's no like, oh, let me manufacture some hatred just to be on the podcast. No, he no. hated that film. But The Irishman. P- Jeff Paul is in know, the Irishman. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, I know my buddy. He did not write this. People people talk ask about that. I don't again, no one's gonna get angry at the Irishman. Now, if you come out of the went on forever. I didn't think, and even even yeah. Nick wrote the same thing. Slowing could replace melatonin. Every time I thought that movie was going to end, there was another hour left to it. And I laughed my ass off when Robert Dino De Niro gives the slowest curb job in the world to that one guy. Remember, because got, they try to make him look young. Well, he was and so, he's so stomping on the years guy. Old, and, uh, it was just so. You know what? I should take the Irishman. It was so stupid. I, I don't know. I grew up in Union City through all. I lived through all that, and I'm watching. Going, this is not my time. But no one's going to care because you said no one's going to get angry. Now, people are going to get angry if you go after Goodfellas. I mean. Oh, so you, you you've never gone after the Irishman? No, because, again, people aren't going to people aren't going to get angry about the Irishman. Goodfellas, Mean Streets. We had someone do a uh, taxi driver. Uh, of course, Casino, another one. Someone did the party. Did somebody go after Goodfellas? No, 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 no. There's a few that are, I call them the bulletproof list. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot of them actually have been attacked in the bulletproof list. Uh, the Matrix, Star Wars, um, oh my, Jaws, Back to the Future. Goodfellas is still on that bulletproof list. Like no one's had the the stones to go for that. Uh, all India, the first three Indiana I don't Jones. See how films. you could attack it? I, I mean, don't know there's either. really no way to come at it. Just but the I way it's done, it's got a little bit of everything in it. But I didn't see how any way that someone could go after Back to the Future or Jaws either. The and thing they did. with Back to the Future was that, well, not one, but the subsequent Back to the Future just got so confusing. I disagree. It I was, love, I, I can argue part what, two. Is three that, and part two? Part two. Where, where, I can, you did this and he did that, but wait a minute, you can't do this. He did that. I'm like, where the hell am I? I love part two. I can argue it's as good as part one. I love part two. Part three, I understand the arguments. I don't hate it like people there's do. There's just way, no, no, it's about hate. There's just way yeah. too much going on that you got to compute where I just want to sit back and watch a movie and be entertained. Yeah. I think, it, I don't think it's that much to, to, to swallow kind of like everything, everything all at once. You're like, wait, what? I have to go look at the synopsis. Everything, everything all at once, I could live it out. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't crazy about that either. The first act was solid, but then it got, try to get too meta and, and, and smart for itself. And I go, all right, this is. We're okay. done here. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm not a fan. The Back to the Future cast is back together, you know. Okay. And they're touring. On Broadway? No, on uh, car shows. 
There's going to be Philly Fan Fest down in, uh, my friend Jim DiLorenzo runs it down, I think in June. Okay. And he's got Christopher Lloyd, Michael J. Fox. And, they got uh, Fox out of got, hiding? They wow. got Fox out of hiding, and they got some other people, and they're touring it. Go, you could Google it. You can see it. They've been doing it, like, all over the country. I almost want to see the play by Hate Plays. I'm not a play guy, I, but I'm morbidly curious to see that. The one play I should have seen, actually I want to do, was Pee Wee's Playhouse on Broadway. Mm -hmm. They aired it on HBO, that's how I did see it, and it was an absolute laugh ride. <laughs> it was hilarious. If you have HBO Max, I bet it's on there now. Trust me, watch it. All right, Kevin Goatee, one 800 Name a movie that everybody else loved but you hated, and uh, you make a good argument for that movie. You can convince the panel that the movie really, really did suck. I'll give you a pair of tickets to see Reba McIntyre live in New York with special guest Terry Clark and the Isaacs at Madison Square Garden on April the 15th. Here's Fast Traffic, 1.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Kevin Gautier is here. The podcast is Gutting the Sacred Cow. You give me a movie that everybody loved, critically acclaimed. Give us the rules again, Kevin. Financially successful. Wally Beloved, critically acclaimed. Basically, you have to draw the anger of someone trying to attack one of your favorite films. All right. So uh, give me that movie that, uh, that uh, everybody else loved. You hate it. And uh, give me a good one. Best one is going to get tickets. See Reba McIntyre live in New York with special guests Terry Clark and the Isaacs. Madison Square Garden, April the 15th. They could be yours if you come up with a movie. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, Avatar is here. Uh, <laughs> okay, I like that one. Been done. Any movie with Vin Diesel. Fast and the Furious 1 was done. I don't think any others would qualify because we all know they're just pretty much goofs on each other. And uh, how did Fast and the Furious do? Uh, did I make a good uh, argument? Or yeah, did somebody it, actually believe that uh, no, they could possibly it, hate Fast and the Furious? It's, it's more, by the way, do you remember why they were doing what they were doing? Do you know what they were trying to steal? I don't even. I never saw the movie. <laughs> no DVD players. DVD players. So take that in mind that they're DVD players, and now they go from the first film to now they're in a Fiero cruising through space. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let that manifest yeah, yeah. for a few moments. Yeah, hold on to that one. All right, let's see what else we got here. The Ten Commandments. That would qualify. That'd be a long watch, though. But yes, it would, it would qualify. Yes. Well, it's so different because yeah. of technology, and you know they would CGI that today. But that, we, we, and we don't the sets we, yeah. and that and that whole Charlton Heston, you know, uh, biblical thing that was. You know, people looked at the world differently, and people looked at religion differently when the Ten Commandments were made. That was on a whole. That always. I don't know if they still do it on Channel Seven. They would always play that before Easter, oh, and that, that was that was an extra. And her, the yeah. greatest story ever told. The yeah. road yeah, one right after another. Yeah, that, I mean, we don't penalize films for being of their time. Like, I didn't like um, Gone with the Wind. I just felt it was boring and it dragged and I hated the story. I didn't punish it because, oh, my God, look how dated it is. In fact, it's actually still beautifully shot. Like, it's the colors just still pop, again, even though it's like 100 years old. We don't punish films for being old. We just say, you know what, if it's if it holds up, we, we, we rest on its own merits. We don't punish it, like I said, for being a product of its time. Well, the thing that uh, Gone with the Wind, because it was 1939, yeah. and it was like a revolutionary movie because it was one of the best movies ever made for its time. Sure. You know, it was so long and, and, you know, and the star power of it. Same thing with Wizard of Oz. Anybody kill the Wizard of Oz? Yep, that's been done. 
Okay. Yeah. And they didn't like that. No, it's uh, there. There are moments you're just like, okay, like for example, I I love calling up my buddy Nick hates it. It's called it's called that doesn't happen. So there are moments in films where again, well, Wizard of Oz is a fantasy. Of no, course I, it doesn't I know, happen. I, I know, but there are moments when you're like, hold on, like things that are supposed to happen in regular day occurrences. Like, for example, when Dorothy's house is in the tornado, right. it's spinning around, right? And the cow. <laughs> right, exactly. But if you look in her room, nothing is moving. Everything is just still. Not a paper is blowing. Like, hold on a minute. I can, I'll, I'll let the disbelief. I'll suspend that. No problem. That's good. But you're going to tell me that not a paper is moving, not a couch or a bed or anything has slid across the room during the middle of a tornado. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, another one. Why didn't buddy, somebody come up with that in, like, you know, in, in the dailies? Why didn't right. somebody notice? Hey, look. Right. Again, it's like the matrix that doesn't count because, again, you create your own rules within a universe like that. Like, okay, right. uh, that, that has a lot more leeway. Like, John Wick, I get all that. But another, the, Kevin Israel, again, my old co-host, put it best. The biggest one we always laugh at is like when screenwriters try and put like real – they try and make common things happen that never happen in real life. For a perfect example, how many times have you gotten in a strange car and pulled on the sun visor and the spare keys fell in your lap? That doesn't happen. Like No, no one does that. No one puts their spare keys in a uh, – Underneath the sun visor. Well, my father would keep the spare keys. Oh, well, <laughs> in the drink did, did your dad? Did your dad write a movie? Tray. No, no. You know what? I would, I would keep the spare keys in my car, hoping someone would steal it. Oh, really? <laughs> I have old cars. <laughs> you know. I was going to say, who's stealing a Ferrari out they're, there? I saw in the parking. They're, they're not stealing that Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kevin Goatee is here, gutting the sacred cow. So give me somebody that actually won the argument. Whoever came in and convinced you guys that the movie really did suck, and you're all wrong. Oh my God! It's a, it's a matter. What was the movie? There are a lot of them. I wouldn't say they convince. Oh, so it does us. happen. Oh, it, it ha I wouldn't say it happens in the sense that they completely make us flip our sides. What they do, the, the rewatch makes us reconsider, uh -huh. and they'll have points. Well, they're like, you know what? I'll drop my score like half a point. Like, you know what? Perfect example. We just did Last Action Hero. So when everything happens in Hollywood, they're they're in L.A. until they come into real world, right? Okay, every all the all the rope in the world, I get it. It's a trope. It's making fun of action films. Fine. Bill Schultz made a great point. He said he gets in the real world, but then he punches his hand through glass. Nothing happens. He shoots like the gun through the car, and then nothing happens. Like that's the whole like they're making fun of that. Like it happens in the movies, but in the real world, it's supposed to like if he's going to put his hand through a window, he has to have the 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 repercussions of punching a real window in real life, and then getting you know, all of his tendons torn up and having pain and all. He's just like oh, and he gets remember he gets shot by the the bad guy. He's bleeding out for thirty minutes. Like hold on a second. <laughs> all right, hold, hold on, on a get, second. Let's get Mary Louise in Bordentown. Hi, Mary Louise. Hi, Steve. How are you? All right. You got a movie? There was a movie back in 2014 called Gone Girl. Yep. It starred uh, with Ben Affleck. Now, I'm not 100% sure if it was critically acclaimed, and I'm not 100% sure if everyone loved it. I went to see it. I didn't get what all the hoopla was about. I didn't think it was a very good movie. What would you think? Gone Girl, I like a lot. I think I think it's pretty good. I see your argument. Go get him, Mary Louise. Go <laughs> get him. He's right in. I dug it. I also dug Emmy Rajkowski because, well, you know, she's a smoke show. But uh, I, I thought it was good. I liked it. Not a. Uh... And what didn't you like about it, Mary Louise? Let's hear this. I, I, it was it was confusing. Um, 
I just I didn't I didn't I didn't get what all the buzz was about. This I guess maybe it was just not my cup of tea. No, no, that's, that's okay. One. That's okay. My uh, buddy, uh, my buddy Matt, uh, sorry, Mitch from Mendham just texted me. He said, "How about uh, when like Jonah Hill or Seth Rogen are just having uh, like knocked up, for example." You know, is Seth Rogen in real life meeting a Catherine Heigl and having a one night stand? That's an that's an affirm, that's a definite no. Okay. No one's buying that. All right, Mary Louise, I'm going to put you in the hopper. Hold on. All right, give me a movie that everybody loved and you hated. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Million Dollar Baby. I hated that movie. People bring it up. Uh, yeah. Would I allow it? Yeah, yeah, it won awards. If people get angry about it. That's what I'm debating. Well, what did you think about it? I thought it was, as I say in the podcast, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bury it. I'm not gonna praise it. It's fine. I, I saw it once. It didn't. He didn't think it was that fine. I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't own it. You know. So it's again. What I, did I you like about yeah, it? Let me hear the I, I, I thought that uh, Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman were in like a uh, a contest to see who can have a more gravelly voice, and it just drove me. Nuts. <laughs> Clint Eastwood wins ten <laughs> times out of ten. Movie. It just drove me nuts. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Gutting the Sacred Cow is the podcast, and I got to come up with a movie to defend, and I could care less. All right, we got Kevin Gauthier in here. Uh, give me a call, and uh, you come up with a movie. I will hear the best one, the best argument for the movie. Don't back down to this guy. The best argument <laughs> for the movie uh, is going to get a pair of tickets to see Reba McIntyre live in New York with special guest Terry Clark in the Isaacs at Madison Square Garden on April the 15th. It's 930. Team Minutes on New Jersey, 101.5. Kevin Goatee gutting the sacred cow where they basically take movies that everybody loved and you hated. And uh, you get to come on and tell them why the movie was so bad. And uh, you give me one. You make the case here. And the best one's going to get a pair of tickets to see Reba McIntyre live in New York with special guest Terry Clark and the Isaacs at Madison Square Garden on April the 15th. Coming up, Carmine of Peace. Let's go with uh, Kevin in West Windsor on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Steve. How are you? What's up, buddy? How are you? I uh I got I gotta I gotta say I love your show. I, I definitely love that Fast and the Furious one. That was one of my favorites. But yeah. one you guys did and, and a movie, a film I can't stand. And yeah. it's it's people love it. People is this is real the greatest movies. Yeah. I'm sitting in my I'm sitting in my dorm in William Patterson and I'm like, I gotta yeah. see this movie. Right. I went I, I, I got the movie Pulp Fiction. Right. What a mess. The movie was a mess. <laughs> Give it to him, Kevin. What? Let him have it. Oh, 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 right. Kevin and Wes Windsor. This is, you were right. you about as wrong as Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. Let's just say that. Uh, you don't like that match either, huh? You went there. <laughs> this movie, did it take place in the 70s? Take place in the 90s? All these different pieces of plot, gratuitous violence. What's going on? I watched it. I said, I don't get it. I don't get what the hype is about. Tarantino is an interesting director. Maybe I don't get Tarantino, but... I, I watched you guys. You guys do this one. And I, I people in the Facebook group are, are talking about this. I think four people said Pulp Fiction. So I'm not alone here. You're not alone. Maybe you should check out another film, uh, The Mumsters Go Live. That's a good one. You should check out Nick if you're not a fan of Pulp Fiction. But it is my second favorite film. And uh, you should check out the episode with Lynette Palladino. That's a that's a, a fantastic <laughs> episode. That was a good one. I did watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't miss. All right, hold you, on. We're going to put you in the hopper. You get the tickets as well. Hold on. one 800 So far, we got Mary Louise with uh, Gone Girl. And we got Kevin with the Pulp Fiction. Uh, all right, let's see. What do I got here? What do I got here on Facebook? Uh, the Big Lebowski. Anybody ever do that? Yes, they did. And my buddy Ron Barber did it. Ron Barber, the best show ever, he loves to say. Uh, 
I absolutely hate The Big Lebowski. I despise that film. So it was an easy Why one. Why despise it? Because I don't get the love for it. It's, oh, okay. He's a dude. He walks with the carpet. The whole dude abides thing. I just, I didn't get it. I did not like it. I'm not a Coen Brothers guy except for No Country for All Men is solid. Fargo's pretty good. I don't like Raising Arizona. I think that was an absolute snooze fest. People love that one. But I did fall asleep in that one. Yeah, it's not. Ugh. Uh, I'm trying to remember. What about Airplane? Love it. Okay. No one's done that either. That, oh, yeah. that's another one on the uh, bulletproof list. Airplane and Naked Gun. No one has done those two either. Okay. But uh, oh, wait a minute. There's another one around the airplane time. I got to think of it. Top Secret? Bit. Top Secret was great, too. Nope. But that's nope. the, uh, that's I did the not sequel, like, right? did not, No, no, it's not a sequel. No, but it was kind of like the same It was thing. the same group of people. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. I, it was, it was just, oh, there was Caddyshack. That early age. No, Caddyshack. You, you've just such a, a fair... Uh, uh, Kevin and West Windsor is going to love this, too. Caddyshack. That's my all-time favorite film. And we did that recently where a buddy of the podcast, Race to Canis, came on and he said, uh, Caddyshack stinks. And he just was met with every single piece of ammunition and blown to smithereens. <laughs> it's, that film is flawless. You can quote it nonstop. It holds up to this day. I can, for an example, I go to Vegas every year week, one of the NFL with my buddies. Right. Sitting down, my buddy you know, was down to his last chip. He was like, let me double. So I throw him a green one. I go, okay, you can owe me. And the dealer starts cracking up, and he would just start doing caddy. The whole table starts doing Caddyshack references. And this was like three years ago. I mean, it's a film is ubiquitous. Remember Monty made, Python's Flying Circus? I never saw that. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That's Holy Grail. Really Holy Grail. I've seen Grail. that good. I have not seen any. Well, that's what I meant. Holy yeah. Grail. Yep. Right, because they were in it. That one and Life of Brian, you know, the whole... Uh, Haven't seen that one either, but uh, it's in the, it's, as we say, it's in the queue. It's in the queue. How much time do you spend watching movies? We tape uh, about one or two episodes a week, so it depends if I have to watch one or two. Then it'll be just, you know, the whatever it is. But how do you get yourself psyched to watch a movie? Sometimes I'm like, about. yes! I'll tell my wife, I'm like, oh, get, like, we just did... Um, well, the game, I enjoyed that. Uh-oh, I just spoiled that one. The game with Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get to watch the game. And then the same flip uh, flip of the coin, you're like, I got to watch The Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some, there's some, and again, the, the worst are when people, when my, or Jail Call, then, go, go look him up on Twitter. He's a funny comic. He's a hilarious Trump right. impressionist. He, he chose Lawrence of Arabia as one of them. Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. And 2001 Space Odyssey. Who the hell gutted that? JL And Space Odyssey. 2001 Space Odyssey. Which... I stay awake. Thank you. But not not in the same session. Both films combined to be like seven hours. And then the most recent one, he goes, I'm going to cut you a break. He goes, I'm going to do Nightmare on Elm Street, which is a a scant 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, sometimes you're like, oh my God, I cannot wait. Or if it's something I love, I'm like, all right, we get to rewatch Point Break. Yes. (laughs) I imagine nobody touched The Godfather. Godfather Part 2 has been done. Really? Yeah. Who didn't like that? Godfather Part 3, I could say. That's an easy one to go after. I don't know if I let that slide. I haven't watched it in a while. Jeff Paul was like, you got to watch it again. It's not as bad as you remembered it because everyone's like, oh, one best picture and da, 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 da. By the way, you want one best picture in 1990? 1990. Don't don't, don't say the one with Marlon Brando and the, uh, what was it? The one who... Damn, I can't. Freshman? The no, freshman. No. No, 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 no. Uh, but when I tell you what won, when I tell you what. Oh, Pretty what, Woman? No, that was 90. Oh, that came out in 90, but that, that was not it. No. What won in 1990 was Dances with Wolves. Oh, my God. You know when it came out that year as well? Goodfellas. And that didn't win. Did not win. Score <laughs> Scor- says he didn't win until right. the party came out. So that's why the Academy Awards are nonsense and no one should ever take them seriously. What about, uh, what about uh, Dirty Dancing? Oh, David, the producer, another buddy of the podcast, he made me watch that. I haven't watched that in forever. Right. 
Um, it's not as bad as I thought it was. I never saw it until that point. Like my sister, you know, taped it. Uh, my sister Jill loved it, and then I was—I just never—I caught it bits and pieces. I mean, you see that dance finale ad infinitum, you know, right. throughout different TV pieces or whatever. But I've never watched the whole thing from start to finish, and I was like, it's not was good. Has anyone ever killed it? What's that? Has anyone ever like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did, yeah, David, the producer, came on there, and okay. he uh, he took it to task. David's not a big fan of '80s movies. Uh, his, 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 his most famous one he went after was Back to the Future, and someone, and then he's also the same guy to go after the Goonies. So people have a what real, about saying anything. We just did that a few weeks ago, and he chose that. Was he holding up his boombox while he made his argument? The funny, it's so funny you say that. <laughs> By the way, fun fact, that whole boombox art scene, how long do you think that lasts for, that whole boombox scene? Not long, right? Give me a time. Five minutes? Four that. seconds. Four, you're right. He's holding He's it holding up, it, up, and that's playing, it. That's and, it. And that's Nothing. It. And that's everyone. But it seems like. Thank you. And everyone's like, that movie is so great because of the boombox scene. No, it's four seconds and it's not that good. How about that, though? I just, because I, I get Cusack would take that on the road. Did oh, you know what? That? No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They do, there's this guy who does these movies. I did it with uh, William Shatner. Uh, where What a name drop that was when I picked like that up. That, huh? <laughs> uh, but here's the way they do it. The uh, They would take, like, he did uh, Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan. Right. And what happens is they were at Mayo Performing Arts Center. They show the movie. Mm-hmm. And then after the movie, uh, Shatner and I, I come out, I bring him on. He has a whole, he's like 90 years old. He's got yeah. a whole thing ready to go. And then he does this whole thing, spiel, and then we sit and do Q&A. And I ask him questions, and the audience gives me questions to ask him, and they do it. And Cusack does it for uh, say anything, really. And, he, and who else? There's somebody else. There's there's a there's a couple of movies with actors that are doing this, that are taking it on the road and do their thing. Cusack's not been working much lately. I mean, he's made a ton of money. I got suspect unless he had Bernie Madoff as his manager, but you know, he's made a ton of money. I like it. I, I like uh, was it Gross Point Blank. See, I thought that was pretty cool. David, to his credit, he goes, John Cusack is the same character in every single. I think film. that's what makes you like him because you know him. Wait, yeah. Hold on, let me take a quick break. Go ahead. It's on New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Weather brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know the senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan? They can pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care. See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-Veterans. Kevin Goatee is here. Hey, now. He does a podcast called uh, Gutting the Sacred Cow, where uh, movies that uh, everybody else liked, everybody and you hated, and you get a chance to talk about it. And you get a chance to gut the movie. Yeah. And uh, we got Anthony and Mount Laurel on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Anthony. Hi, how you doing? Good, how about you? Both our fathers were firefighters, and I'm a firefighter in New York City. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. And well, thank you for that. Getting in touch with you. But uh, I just got a ticket for $100 for being in a, a fire zone. Uh, you, a fireman? Couldn't you badge the guy? My car is disabled, the transmission. Oh, and they still gave yeah. you the ticket. Over a half a million miles, and it's good for another 200000 at least. You oh, should okay. have pulled a fire hydrant on the cop and turned it on while TT boy and sprayed him down with that thing. Exactly. Show him a lesson. I wasn't around when they put the tag on it, but... I'm, the police know all about this stuff, and it's going to have to be squashed. All right, what's your like the like the Trump subpoena? What's your uh, what's your movie? Uh, the longest day. Oh, the longest day was that nineteen sixty two, right? 
I never saw The Longest Day. It's The Longest Day. It's a very long movie. Bobby Darren, I think, is in that. I've never yeah. seen that. And one, one, of, one of the firefighters in my last company, uh, uh-huh. was a, he was a DJ. In fact, he had a blind son. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, he was at the, the D-Day invasion. Oh, the D-Day. You said DJ. Oh, the D-Day invasion. I'd rather see a DJ invasion. Go down to DJs down the shore and see all the guidos down there in the summertime. That'd be a hell of a DJ invasion. You doing your material now? No, no, no. This not some material. This is all the cup. This is fresh. Oh, okay. How fresh, I don't know. But, you know, this may hit the scrappy by the time we're done here today, Steve. You do comedy too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where are you going to be? Nowhere near. Nowhere anytime soon. For the call. <laughs> but when he does, you're going to be gutting sacred cows yeah. on a thinner near you. Yeah, give me on a podcast network. Give me out of corporate America already, huh? How about this? Anything with Chevy Chase. Totally unfunny guy. Been the, so we've had the first and third Fletch. vacation movies done. Fletch has not been done. But the first and third vacation films have been. Noodles from the Offspring did the, uh, the Christmas vacation film. Okay. Hunger Games? Joanne Noshinsky oh. did that one. Just did that about a month ago. Rocky Horror. Never saw it, but that would definitely qualify. You never saw Rocky Horror? Nope. That's kind of like one of those, you know. Because I don't have a desire to see it. I, I, I just know I'm going to hate it, so I just, that's why I've never seen it. Well, but it's a goof. It's a goof. You know. yeah. Titanic. Been done. Been done. And that they was come up one. with the bit about had she moved over on the plywood, he could have survived. Exactly. What a selfish you know. Yeah, uh, you know. You're telling me. Oh, look, Tim Grill wants to do Rudy. Tim Grill, comic. I know Tim. What's up, Tim? Uh, uh, give me your best. Rudy. <laughs> All right. So, Kevin Goatee, man. Thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, most importantly. All right. So, where do we get where do we get gutting the sacred cow? All right. I want you to go on your phones right now. I want you to pull This is your out. homework assignment. This yes. is it. Go on your podcast platform of choice and click subscribe. And I want you to download the last three episodes because they're bangers. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on it. We're also on YouTube. A like and subscribe, that would help. And you know what my favorite thing is to do, Steve? I love screenshotting. Screenshotting or screen shooting? We'll go with either. Screen shooting, my favorite reviews that people write on the podcast platforms about our show, and I post them on our social media. So write us a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review. And I will post that if it makes me chuckle or smirk or smile or whatever. Find and of a course, movie you disagree with. Guttingthesacredcow.com, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. If you want to advertise with us, and of course, guttingthesacredcow.com for any kind of shirts, hats, mugs, bags. Steve, I'm going to send uh, you a shirt if you ask nicely. <laughs> yes, I need, I need the shirt to go with my comics watching comics. <laughs> comics watching comics will be back. Take us with you. Fast traffic, instant weather, Jersey news, and Jersey views. It's all here. Weeknights on New Jersey 101.5. Here we are. Tuesday night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelace. Number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. I, the last time I spoke to this man, I think it was 1986. And he's going to be appearing at the Landis Theater in Vineland, New Jersey. Uh, Carmine Apiece is the ultimate rock and roll storyteller. He's going to be doing a storyteller show. He's, uh, you know him from Vanilla Fudge, one of the best 1960s psychedelic rock bands ever. He's worked with Rod Stewart, Ozzy Osbourne, Jeff Beck, Ted Nugent, Pink Floyd. We could go on and on, but it's best we bring him on. Carmine, how are you? How you doing? How you doing, guys? I'm doing I'm doing great. Now tell me tell me about the Carmine of Peace Diaries. 
Boy, before I do that, I love that that tagline, not New York, not Philadelphia, we're Jersey. I like that, eh? Yeah, proud, proud to Good. be New Jersey. Yeah, man, I like that. I like that. You know, we, I used to go to Lakewood, New Jersey every summer. Oh, yeah? A holiday out of Brooklyn when I was a kid. We had My father had a bungalow. It was great. Oh, wow. Anyway... Now, what was your question? <laughs> All right, my my question is: Tell me about the Carmine. Now you're going to start talking now, right? Tell me about the Carmine yeah, of yeah, diaries. Yeah, basically, um, somebody always told me when I did interviews, they said, "Man, you should do a, a talking show. You got, you got so many great stories." So I, I thought about it and I said, "You know, I want to do it, but I don't want to do it just like everybody else, just walk out on the stage and sit on a on a on a you know a chair or a stool and tell stories." So the way I uh, approached it, I put together this great intro mm -hmm. where I have this uh, comedy piece diaries flying through the clouds and it fills up with pictures and it eventually falls to the ground. It opens up. You see some pictures of me with Buddy Rich and Rod Stewart and stuff like that. And then all these stories come full screen and I get the audience to pick the stories. Before I tell the stories, I come out and I play a little drums. I get everybody singing songs that they would know that I was involved in, like, do you think I'm sexy, hot legs, and mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, you keep me hanging on. And then we get into storytelling. I come up to the front of the stage and I say, hey, look, these are the stories. I don't want to pick the stories. I want you to pick the stories. So the people would pick the stories, and I would tell the stories. And every night, it's different because people pick different stories every night. I've done about oh, five or six of them already this year, and... And every night it was different, you know. The starting story was every night differently, and and the way I tell the stories is different, you know. And you crack jokes, and you know. And then in the middle of the uh, of the presentation, I do this like drum solo on it, my pair of sticks. Uh -huh. I get everybody clapping, and then at the end, I play drums and do a solo and get people chanting with me, and then we do a meet and greet and sell merch. And wow! All in all, it's a very entertaining night. You know? Absolutely, Wednesday, April twelfth. Uh, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. at the uh, Landis Theater in Vineland, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, you've got the stories to tell, going all the way back to Vanilla Fudge. You're one of the most likable drummers in rock and roll. Uh, you know, everybody loves you and the work that you've done and the people that you've worked with. I'm going to throw some names at you and you give me a story. Give me a Rod Stewart story, Carmine. Very quick one. We, uh, we were in a limousine in uh, Australia. Right. Me and Rod getting in, we riding together, and Rod says, "Ah, oh, it's a drag being a legend, kidding around." And I said, "Yeah, I know what you mean." <laughs> you know? And then he laughs at me and slaps me five. He goes, "Yeah, you're the only you're the only one in this band that can say that." I like that. I like that. And how about how do you feel about now, Rod? Right, he's out of rock and roll now. Now he's a crooner. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, he's seventy eight years old. You wow. know, um, as I can tell myself, you know. I have a, uh, we have an album coming out with uh, Beck Bogan, a piece night, live, live 1974, right. coming out in September as a box set for 50th anniversary of BBA. And, uh, you know, I sang all the songs and my voice is screwed, you know? Right. And Rod's a singer. He's been singing all the time. You know, they lowered the keys. It's, you know, fortunately when I was with him, he was the best front man in, in the world, the greatest, greatest singer. So, hey, God bless him. He's still out there doing it, singing. Well, you know what? That's what he does. The hardest instrument in the world is your voice. Mm -hmm. Do you like singing no. better than drumming? No, I like drumming better than singing. But I, for me, I did sing. 
I sang doo-wop in the streets of Brooklyn when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I sang all through my career yeah, with Vanilla Fudge, BBA. Um, you know, some of the bands I didn't sing that much. I always did background vocals. You know, Cactus was background vocals. King Cobra was background vocals. Mm-hmm. Blue Murder was background vocals. Ozzy, he didn't really have background vocals. And same with Ted Nugent, you know, but... You know, wherever whoever I played with and played live, I, I ended up doing at least background vocals. You know. All right, give me your Ozzy story. Ozzy, okay, quick one. Yeah. Uh, we, we we played uh, Nessa Coliseum. We come out it's like me and him were in the limo again. Uh, at the time, I had black and purple hair. I had a black fur coat on. It was winter. Right. Ozzy had like like uh, uh kind of like blonde streaked hair with black, and he had a mink coat on that matched his hair. So Ozzy says, I'm hungry. Where can we eat? It was like one in the morning. I said, well, I don't know. We're going back to, to Manhattan. I said, ah, White Castle. You know? Yeah. Ozzy, did you ever have a White Castle? No. So we pull into a limo. Right. With a limo into White Castle and Queens <laughs> Boulevard. Uh-huh. And we both walk in. And, you know, the whole place stopped and looked at us. As we pulled up in a limo stretch. Right. The two of us get out. And we look like, you know, from another world. Right. You know? Now what do you expect to get out of a limo? Yeah, and then he didn't know what to order. So I ordered for him. I don't know. I ordered like, uh, you know, two, three double-doubles fries and a Coke, you know? Right. And then we took it back into the limo, and he loved them. He loved them. He said, I love these. These are great. Two, two, two days later, we played Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. And, you know, they always catered the stuff at Madison Square Garden. I walk out the door, and it was catered with White Castles. Nice. <laughs> All right. You got a hilarious story of Sharon Osborne. You got to tell that. Well, which one? <laughs> the one you find most funny. Oh, uh, well, hmm. Well, the one I found really funny, when I first joined the band, we were touring in England, and Ozzy and Sharon were in this, uh, we were in the service area, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, I was just about to get off the bus, I'm looking out the door, and I see Ozzy just smash her in the face with his fist. Yeah. You know? Right. And Bob Daisley was a man. I said, whoa, what is that? You know? Right. And I, I said, let me, you know, I'm going to go help Sharon, and Bob says, stay out of it. Right. Right. Next thing I know, Sharon whops two or three of right on Ozzy in the face. Wow. And I said, oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> I stayed out of it. Carmine of Peace. All right. The Carmine of Peace Diaries are uh, going to be taking place uh, April the 12th at the Landis Theater. There are going to be two shows. Can you hang out a little longer, Carmine? Yeah, sure, no problem. All right, because I got I got to take a commercial break coming up, and uh, then I got a special I got a special surprise for you. So definitely hang out. Okay. All right, and th- now the show, like I said, you're gonna you open up, uh, you playing the drums, you're telling stories, you're letting the audience pick, and uh, okay. and the camaraderie that you have with the audience because everybody loves you. You're like one of the revered drummers. I appreciate it. Thank you. Who's your favorite drummer? Buddy Rich. The original. He's the best. My favorite drummer of all time. He's the best. When you uh, when you close your eyes, do you start thinking Buddy Rich? You channel him when you play? I, I try to. I I I, try, I channel Buddy Rich and Gene Krupa. You know, Gene Krupa is was my first idol. Right. And he he was more, he was more of an entertainer and more of a like a star. 
Buddy Rich was just the, the musician's drama, the drummer's drama. Down know? to business. Yeah, yeah. All right, Carmine, I'm going to put you on hold. Hold on one second. We'll be right back. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Carmine Apiece, special surprise. Stick around. Here's Fast Traffic. Artist, you know, and, and rappers are not rock and roll. It's rap. You know, they should have the rap music hall of fame. The Rock Music Hall of Fame is rock. I'm surprised. I'm not going to call it that. Call it Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not a, a Rap Hall of Fame. That, you know, because there's, they su- there's such it. an appreciation. Yeah, because they got they got Cleveland. They got the Rock Hall of Fame. What did they need the Rap Hall of Fame? They took over the, ra- the, the Rock Hall of Fame. All right. I got to ask you guys. All right. Call mine. What is your vet, your best jersey memory playing anywhere? Best jersey memory. Your best memory of playing in jersey. I guess, you know, not playing, but I used to, when I was in Lakewood, right. right? When I was growing up, I was like a teenager, 14, 15. We used to go to Seaside Heights, right? Right. And I always wanted to play at the Chatterbox. Oh, my God. You know, that was my, my thing. I wanted to play at the Chatterbox. And guess what? I never played there. I bypassed it. Ah. <laughs> playing Atlantic City Convention Hall. You know? There you go. By, bypass. All right, Vince, what's your best Jersey memory? Playing with Carmine, playing with Vanilla Fudge. Uh, well, it's always with the Vanilla Fudge because uh, we, we were there. We had great uh, background people, management, uh, production people, record company. They really put us in the, the right place at the right time, so i got to thank them for that. Uh, by the way, I want to mention, we are in the East Coast Music Hall of Fame. We just got in that Good. last year. Yeah, that was a big award in Atlantic oh, yeah, City. Right. Yeah, Vinny got the award for that for us. I got that. I, I got it. a surprise. I never yeah, saw I got, it. I got, <laughs> I, I got a surprise when, I, when, when we get together. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's so, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so that's, you know, we're that. And uh, as Carmine said, we're in the uh, uh, the Long Island Music Hall of Fame, too. So, that's true. And, and we just got to get July the other one going. July 30th, Vinny. July 30th. That's right. That's right. Uh, July 21st, we're being inducted in Nashville into the Rock Gods Award. The Rock Gods Award, as well you should be. Yeah, yeah, I got I got one for myself, and now Vanilla Fudge is bringing it and getting one there, too. So, you know, little by little, we're, we're, we're catching, you know, awards here or awards there, you know. But, you know, I mean, why it's not in the Rock Hall of Fame, I don't get it. It's all politics, just like this whole country. Yeah, but you know what? The, the politics may be the politics, Carmine, but the people know. And the people know that Vanilla Fudge is the greatest psychedelic band ever. And they're going to know it better. Not only, not only that, look what we started. We started progressive rock. Yeah. Heavy rock. We started psychedelic. You know, I mean, we did a lot of stuff. And just like a lot of the guys that are in there, you know. You're the reason FM radio exists. When yeah. you think about it, because it was all, you were the first band. I, every, any WFM, all those radio stations, yeah. Progressive yeah. Rock played it. Yeah, now they're all gone. I know, I know, but you're now still here, both of you. Turned into Thank God. Top and rap. Mm-hmm. You know? It's terrible, but. All right, listen, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, you're gonna be Wednesday, April 12th, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. at the Landis Theater, thelandistheater.com. A great show, The Carmine Apiece Diaries. And Vince Martell, man, thanks so much for calling in and surprising Carmine. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Hey, Carmine, I'll see you in a couple of days, brother. 
Yeah, see you next week, brother. Okay, man. All right, you got it, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. All right. One, you got it, pal. 1-800-283-101.5. How about that? Would you ever hear Vanilla Fudge? Uh, I've heard of them. I haven't really experienced their music, got to be honest. But Amazing. I've heard of them, yeah. Keep Me Hanging On was one of their big hits. Oh, Late yeah. 60s, like that real heavy guitar. Yeah. Carmine Apice is the drummer in Ozzy's band. Rod Stewart, really, really good. Oh, my gosh. And we just got, we just reunited Carmine Apice and uh, the lead singer of Vanilla Fudge, Vince Martell. Wow, look what's happening here. It's it's amazing. It's a, mo <laughs> it's a moment. It's a moment. Only to be topped by this. 1030. Oh, what the hell did I just do? Hold on. I'm not sure what's happening. Oh, let's do that. Dale, New Jersey. 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. And how about that? Carmine Peace, Vince Martell, Vanilla Fudge. You're going to be at the Landis Theater on Saturday, May 6th. Uh, you ever heard Vanilla Fudge keep me hanging on? I think I've heard a couple of their songs. My father... Uh, he would definitely know. I was going to say my father was uh, grew up in the 60s and 70s, so I, I he's definitely mentioned the band before. They were, like I said, they were the quintessential psychedelic band. Yeah. Uh, the Supremes, you keep me hanging on, they covered. Beatles, Stick of the Ride, they covered. Very heavy guitar. Very, uh, you know, just great drumming. Yeah. And then Carmine goes on to work with Rod Stewart, played the drums on Do You Think I'm Sexy. Uh, oh, worked with song. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. A guy, a major player. Yeah. And Vince Martell was the lead singer of Vanilla Fudge. And yeah. Tim Bogart, who, you know, passed an incredible bass player. I mean, uh, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun having them on. Yeah. And I know what I'm going to be listening to on my hour drive home. Exactly. Well, I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trevlines. I read the news today. Oh, doctor. There's Steve Cummins on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? Now, you get to listen on your way home, right? Because you don't get to hear it in there because you're doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, uh, the, the uh, what am I saying? Disney is going to be losing its rights to Mickey Mouse in just a year. What? Yes. So, um, under U.S. copyright law, 95 years after the initial appearance of a thing, um, that of you a copyright, <laughs> of, of, a, okay. of an entity that you copyright, um, it becomes public domain. So, the specific thing of Mickey so Mouse. So, we own Mickey Mouse? Well, so, as long as you use Mickey Mouse in a creative way for your own story or your own depiction or something that is not already made by Disney... Then you're good to go. You can do whatever you want. And uh, people, the same thing happened to uh, Winnie the Pooh earlier this year. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's so now public domain. He's public domain. And so people took. Um, they made an indie film, an indie horror film, where the characters <laughs> Winnie the Porn. <laughs> that, that, there you go. And they're going to sue Donald Trump too. No, really, uh, <laughs> he paid him off. <laughs> no. Uh, so what the indie horror film is that it's like years later, Christopher Robin's like, oh, I'm going to show you this magical place when I was younger. Get out. But 
but he hasn't been there in a while, and they're like, Robert about us. <laughs> the neighborhood changed. Did that out. used to be a delicatessen? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> the, the street just ain't like it used to be. No. I'll, so Mickey Mouse is going to be public domain. Yeah, he's going to be public domain, and uh, John Oliver had some fun with it. Um, he had a, a drawing of uh, a, a own depiction of Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse, that he referred to as Steamboat Willie, um, mm. to, uh, interacting with him for uh, one of his little bits there. Oh, so Steamboat Willie can be done now. Yeah, and so he said, uh, summing up the the John mathematically, Mickey Mouse. Uh, he asked if there would any can't speak. He asked if there was going to be any repercussions to the little drawing, and the mouse says, "I guess you'll find out." <laughs> he took time out from bashing Trump to do a creative bit. I like that, John Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else? Um, the Padres' Manny uh, Machado is ejected for arguing pitch timer violation that resulted in a strikeout. This is the first time that's ever happened because it's a new set of rules. For oh baseball. yeah, it's great. They need the pitch clock. Baseball goes on forever, and the world doesn't have the time for it anymore. <laughs> you know, not that they ever did, but if you watch a baseball game, they, they could go on for over three hours, and the pitcher controls the whole thing. You know, he wants to adjust his cap. He wants to check himself. He wants to. He wants to do it. And you got to wait. And you got to wait. The batter. He's got to. He's got. He's got to adjust the glove. Swings. Next, you got to adjust the glove. <laughs> Leave it alone. Wait, you know, but it takes forever. And you got all these people hanging. Hot day. People are on their phones. They're doing anything else but watching the game. Yeah. Whereas with the pitch clock, you better get that pitch off. <laughs> and a lot of pitchers don't like that now because now somebody's telling them what to do. And they have to get a little faster. And not all of them can. Philly's having trouble with it. They complained about it. Yeah. But So Mary, Manny Machado was arguing with what? The called strike? Yeah, so uh, he was ejected <clears throat> in the first inning uh, mm -hmm. after arguing a pitch clock violation. Um, so what happened is you have eight seconds, um, I guess, to be in the box and ready to go. And yeah, for that get pitch your ass to... in the batter's box. We don't need to see you preen yourself in front of everybody. Yeah, so he was fixing his gloves for just a little bit too long, and everybody, um, basically, but the umpire was like, why, like, why, like, why? This is the first time. Well, and, it was the uh, first time for everything. Exactly, and so for arguing, I guess, it, the the pictures looked like he was getting pretty intense, so I guess he must have said something, and uh, they were like, you're out. Oh, yeah, he said, he went there, he did the extra step. But, I mean, think, how long does they get to fix your gloves? Yeah, I mean, what you are know, you, you doing? Got eight, you got eight explain. seconds. Okay, it's all right, go ready. A lot of time. Yeah. What, what, what do you have to do? You can take them off, put them on, flip them. This and, moment of silence was brought to you by the Padres. Yes, yeah, the eight seconds of silence. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have 37% uh, of viewers finished Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV show, which is the most expensive TV show in all of history. The most expensive? Yeah, it was the most expensive TV show ever produced at four, $450 million. Was it worth it? It was not, because only 37% of the people that started the show ever finished it. Oh, God. And uh, they aim for 50%. Especially there. Yeah. Yeah. They aim for 50%. And it's drawing a lot of attention from a lot of people because they're like, is this show, because it got a lot of money and because they really need it to do well, is it going to get a second season? No. Um, even though there are tons of other shows that, you know, that barely miss that 50% that end up getting canceled that people wind up finding out about, you know, way later on. That's like such a good show. Was well, you there... get to the point where you're you're in so deep that you can't cancel it because you have no shot at seeing your money back. 
That's you know, you have to try to get those viewers. There was a show. Remember, we had uh, Anthony Dennis in the Acteron. Uh, the guy yeah. who's in Crime Story, yeah. and uh, he's in the unsuited pilot. Mm-hmm. Crime Story was a great show, and it was him and Dennis Farina, kind of like a Les Mis, Jean Valjean kind of deal where these two chased each other. You know, Dennis Farina chased Dennison's character. They grew up together in the ghetto of Chicago, which was then called The Patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Torello, played by Dennis Farina, goes on to become a cop. Ray Luca, played by Anthony Dennison, goes on to become a gangster. And you see the two of them working their way up through the ranks as each a cop and a gangster. That's really cool. And they chase each other. He chases him in Chicago, and he almost gets him. And Luca, at that time, it's a period piece from the 60s, and mm-hmm. they move out to La... He goes out with the mob to set up tr- roots in Las Vegas. And Torello follows him, no longer with the Chicago Police Department, but a special task force. To go to the to go get him, and then he's just about to get him in Chicago, in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and he bolts to go to Columbia, and Luca and, and uh, um, Farina then becomes you know gets like a, a federal job where he can go chase him in Columbia, and this goes on and on. But the problem, and, and I'll tell you why, because like the first year when they were in Chicago, Chicago in the early sixties, you had all the the fancy cars, the furniture, the period piece. Think yeah. of what Chicago looked like. Mrs. Maisel, right? Then he goes to Las Vegas, and again, all the elaborate sets and all that, and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a very expensive show. To <laughs> in fact, when Dennis and Dennis is coming in here, i yeah. got to ask him that, because the third season was done in Columbia, and all it was was nothing but barren <laughs> farmland. <laughs> Straw tables. Total garbage. That must have been budget cuts. You want to keep the show? You're going to do it without a set play. You can win up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. What you do with $30,000, I would pretty much buy the place. Make those dreams come true. Listen weekdays at the start of every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. Enter it on our app for a chance to win $30,000 or two gallons of gas in New Jersey. Details and rules are on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Sioka Dealerships. Experience the difference with 40 locations, 25 brands, 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Got big dreams. We've got the money. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest on New Jersey. 101.5. Buy maybe a pair of Springsteen tickets? I don't know. Yeah, just a pair. Just a pair. You can't get four, you know. <laughs> All right, so what else is going on? Uh, the Trump campaign is fundraising with a fake mugshot merch. Um, I They didn't I, take the mugshot. They never ended up taking a mugshot. But I remember, I, I, I don't know if I ever said it on the air, but I said to you the day that the indictment got announced, I was like, I can't wait to see, you know, the Donald Trump uh, T-shirt. They could have with- pushed a Christy Beach chair off the map. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a picture of ju- it's just like a very stoic looking picture of of uh, former President Trump, and someone uh, created like a mock up version of what he'd be holding mm-hmm. with the words "Not guilty" below it. I'll hold it up for you for Steve to look at here. Oh, okay, there um, we go. And it is free. It's actually selling out as a t shirt. It is selling, and it's doing pretty well actually. Get out. Um, just because, like, I, I feel like I don't know. It, it almost has, like, as the kids say, a meme quality to it, you know? It's funny. It's funny to look at. Yeah. Like, there's, like, it's like uh, the pictures of rappers and stuff from the 90s, you know, mm. that have, like, Tupac <laughs> on, like, a shirt or something like that. 
Um, and the, the shirt is free with a $47 contribution to the campaign, or you can purchase it by itself for $36 from the Trump merchandise store. Never, a picture that was Photoshopped that never happened is on a T-shirt, and you can get it for $47. <laughs> you can get it for $47. Now, when you see somebody show up with that shirt, as the people in some in Marlboro Manalpin will do, do you say to yourself, wow, that's real trendy and hot? Or do you say, what a moron? Well, the question is, like, do you feel that's better or worse than, like, the Make America Great Again hats? Like, people used to, like, well, deck him. themselves out. Well, yeah, people used to, like, deck themselves out. They get the hats and the shirt and the flag. and But that's real. Well, it's, yeah. it's real because it's his slogan. It's his campaign. This is something that was completely made up. It's completely fictionalized. So it's like, why would why would you do? Oh, then again, you well, know, look I mean, at the shirt I'm wearing. I, I mean, got a Bill Hicks face smoking <laughs> a cigarette with "It's Just a Ride," which is the true. title of one of his bits. But I, it's different because Hicks wasn't indicted. I mean, I'm speaking more strictly from like a fashion sense stance, not necessarily like a reason. Well, the color matches the sweatpants. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. You got the gray and gray. Yeah, one. I mean, yeah, the all the good bit. stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, matching the walls. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> Good use our color in this place, but good. Yeah. Uh, after disrupting disrupting businesses, Google Drive is getting rid of its secret file cap for now. Uh, unannounced, Google Drive decided that it would push out a five million uh, file file cap on Google Drives, and I know that sounds like a lot of files, and that sounds like you know this doesn't affect many people. Mm-hmm. But there are companies that put their like all of their stuff, like how we make our articles and stuff, they're all stored in, in one spot. Right. So companies store their stuff on the Google Drive. And so when they put that 5 million file cap on it, all of a sudden, all of these companies... Yeah. They got to buy more space. No. No? No. That's the cap. That's the limit. You couldn't buy more space. So they had no more access. So what happens? They were being told that they had to delete their files. And it took one weekend. One weekend, you know, not even like business days for Google to be like, yeah, we got to roll this back. Uh, we like, you know, too much is happening. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Just like this show. Never mind. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or NJ1015.com. New Jersey 101.